0: Good afternoon, everyone. I come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we will be at 1 John. And we will start this whole week. I will be uploading messages every day this week because we're going to be going chapter by chapter. And in the 1 uh, John, we have five chapters. And we will be going over these chapters, like I say, chapter by chapter each day. And... We will be examining ourselves on a, according to these chapters in preparation for a communion on Sunday. So uh, these these messages they gonna be quite different from the ones that I've been putting on the podcast, but it is specifically for those uh, people that I am ministering to in preparation for our communion on Sunday. So. We will be at the letter of the Apostle John, and this this is the same John that wrote the Gospel of John, and he wrote the letter, the first letter of John, the second letter of John, the third letter of John. He also wrote uh, a Revelation of Jesus Christ. So he quoted and called himself the uh, uh, disciple. Whom the Lord loved in the Gospel of John, and they have similar striking, or have striking similarities between the uh, First Letter of John and the Gospel of John. And he, the audience, I really want to make this clear: he's not writing to unbelievers. And this is one of those things that are very important unto me. That when I look in the Gospel, I I don't see them going and teach unbelievers godly morals. Because if a person don't believe in the good news about Jesus Christ, is nothing else to for them to be taught past that. For the first thing that an unbeliever had to be confronted with is the good news about Jesus Christ and that God will and God has commanded them to repent. But this letter is wrote to a community of believers. It says that they knew the apostle John. They knew him. He was part of this community, and he had he didn't have to state who he was, some in a, in a fashion of like how Paul did when writing to the Christians that he was writing to. So they knew of him, and this first chapter, man, I love it. I I, I just want to put want you to put yourself as in the audience shoes. You're receiving you're a Christian. You're receiving this letter from John, and this is what he started off saying. Uh, in verse one, it say, "That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life." which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That is so powerful in the first the first three verses. Because it is unlike other writings that have been passed along. Contrary to so much other historical uh historical writings for John come out and it is somewhat like what Peter said if you go to First Peter, if you go to First Peter. And you are, uh, you know, I believe it's 2nd Peter chapter 1. 2nd you know, Peter chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 15. And hear what Peter say. And think about what John is saying. He start off in 1st, I mean, 2nd Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 15. He say, moreover, I will end over that you may be able, after my decease, after I die, to have these things always in remembrance. I'm writing and I'm doing everything I possibly can to make uh, uh, to make it possible and make sure that you have these things with the things concerning the gospel. And, and, and these things... That the gospel teach you can always read these things to bring these things to remembrance by the things that I'm writing. Now he say moreover I will endeavor that you may be able after me my deceased, to have these things always in remembrance. For we the apostles have not followed cunningly devised families. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were I witnesses of his majesty, Peter said when he that when he's writing his letter to Christians who are dealing with false teachers, just like during our time, he it's like. These apostles knew our battles, and this is nothing new that we're battling with when it comes to false teachers. But they, they, they gave credibility to their letter and stating that they are eyewitnesses. Christians, don't listen. Until what the false teachers, the people that don't believe, the people that try to defile the gospel, the people that try to discredit the gospel, don't believe what they say when it's meant to hearsay. It's just somebody passing this along. That's hearsay. It's just a legion. Jesus Christ is a legend. There's so much stuff built up around his name. It was taught. Christianity came into play by the Romans. All kind of lies because Paul, I mean, Peter was writing to Christians and John was writing to Christians and they saying we are eyewitnesses. For me, being a person that have went to court, I know the power of an eyewitness. If you be a person that have said something about, if you relate a story to another person and that person have wasn't there, then they are not credible when it comes to a case. But if you was there, if you taste, touch, see anything. Concerning the case, that seals the deal. Peter said, we didn't follow no myths. We were eyewitnesses. And we turn back to 1 John. And 1 John said in, in, in verse 1, he, he, he added emphasis to it. Which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. Then he said, verse two again, we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you, which that unto you is the Christians during that time and also to us, they showing it to us that he eternal life this eternal life was with the father in the beginning but it was manifest it was able to be seen it was revealed unto the apostles that were verse two say but then he go back again in verse three that which we have seen and heard we declare unto you we preach it to you and the reason he preached it to us so we can have fellowship a sharing with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ, but He said before, with the Father and the Son Jesus Christ, that you can have fellowship with us, with the apostles. So this is how true fellowship look. To understand that, and they are preaching things that they have seen, heard, felt. This is their testimony. When they was walking with Jesus. Verse 4 say, these tell us what he's writing it for? And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And that's why we're taking the journey. So our joy be full so we can have the assurance of salvation according to 1 John chapter 5. So as we come in, he starts proclaiming the message. Verse 5 say, This then is the message. Which we have heard of Him, God, and declare unto you. What is the message? It says that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. So, John declared to us a message from God's Son about God Himself. And this is God is light. That means God is absent from the presence of sin or darkness. God is pure. God is holy. God, Jesus said in John chapter 4, 23, 24, that God is spirit. And the only way that a person can know who God is is by listening to what Jesus have said. And Jesus taught his apostles. And now he's teaching, his apostles are teaching us about the Father and about the Son. And the first thing he tell us in for John is that God is is light and God is pure. God is without sin and there is no sin in him at all. So if you want to know God, know God is light. God is without sin. God is pure. God is perfect. God is holy. Then in verse 6 it says, if we say Christians, if we say that we have fellowship with him, with God, that is no light, I mean no darkness in him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth, we do not know the truth, we do not practice the truth. Why? Because God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. And we say that we have fellowship sharing and with his relationship with God that have no darkness in him at all. And yet we walking in that that God don't have in him. Then how can we say we are in him and in his son and have relationship fellowship with him and then going contrary to his nature? So now it's not a matter of what a person say, it's a matter of what a person do. And John tells us this thing that if a person saying that they have fellowship with God, they believe in Jesus, they believe in God, and yet they living like the devil, they living in darkness. That what walk mean? Walk mean to live. If they live in darkness, they lie and do not the truth. Verse 7 say, but if we walk, which means live in the flight, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from our sin. See, that's the thing. You can't truly have fellowship with other believers if your lifestyle is not in alignment with the truth. If one believer want to go the opposite way and another believer want to live in the truth, you can't have intimate fellowship because y'all are going in two different ways. And the apostle said that And if you walk in a light, and you have fellowship with us. You have to share with us. So we can see that fellowship, true fellowship, Come from that relationship and that practical relationship with God, and if you have that uh, obedient relationship with God, then you have you can have that fellowship, intimate fellowship with other believers of like faith, and then we have that the blood of Jesus that cleanses us continually from our sin. Understand the things that we're going to examine ourselves of right now. One, we look at our life and we know that John presents us with God. He say God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So God is pure. He's holy. He's set apart from all evil, yet is no darkness in him. Now, this is how we examine ourselves because John said that if we claim or if any person that proclaimed Jesus name and if they claim that they have fellowship or relationship with God, and yet they live like they want to contrary to what God says, then they're a lie because God don't have darkness. God is a God that is pure. So, and if we examine ourselves in that, and then if we have things in our life that is dark and contrary to what God is, I'm going to tell you in a moment as we keep going forth, But when we have this true relationship with God, then we have fellowship with each other as verse 7. Verse 8 say, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We deceive ourselves. Deceiving means mislead. We're able to mislead ourselves in thinking that we are right with God and are absolutely not right with God. Verse 8 say if we say that we have no sin, so a person say they're a good human being and they're okay and they're not sinning, then that person have no truth in them. If we as Christians say we have not sinned or have no sin, we mislead ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so now god character is upheld and now he can forgive us because of what jesus have done for us now god is perfectly just perfectly in alignment with who he is and able to forgive sin for human beings because of what jesus have done god is faithful to what He have done in Jesus Christ to forgive us when we confess our sin, and He's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's if we confess, if we admit and uh, confess and agree with God that things that we have done in our life is evil and it separates us from Him. Then when we admit those things and 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 uh, repent of those things then God will forgive us. And those things that we don't remember, he would cleanse even those things away from us. He would take those things away. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So that's a problem. If we say we are without sin, one we we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And then if we say we have not sinned, he say also that we make God a liar, we call God a liar, and his word is not in us. So if anybody just like they're without sin, there's a lie. But the difference between a Christian and the person that don't know Christ is the Christian is on a conviction and live moment by moment in obedience to Christ and because uh, and Take on this process called sanctification, which they grow more Christ likeness. But the person to say that he's without sin, and, and in verse ten and verse eight, both say if we say, they mean if we as Christians say that we have not sin or without sin, we make God a liar. We call God a liar. The truth is not in our and not in us, and we deceive ourselves. And His word is not in us. That's a lot. But now that we know that God is light, now we know that in God is no darkness, then when we have fellowship with God, that means all the darkness that's in us have to be laid before him, confessed before him, to have true fellowship with each other and to actually self uh, uh, to be aware and to see that people have fellowship with God is through their practical living because if a person if we say that we have a relationship with God and yet doing the same sinful things then we can't be having fellowship with God and we are a lie. John is getting very practical so today when we examine seven life we can look at this and just say look God said in verse 9 through John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, I look over my life and look at my attitude, look at the things I have done over the past couple of days, and then I confess those things to my Lord, my God. And then he says, according to the scripture, that he, is, uh, he will forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. He's able to do that because he's just and a justifier of those who place faith in Jesus Christ, according to Romans. Jesus have died for the sins raised from the dead. So today is, that is our examination. As I said, it would not be like other messages. I'm just uh, going chapter by chapter. I'm not get, uh, doing an exhaustive study. I'm just going over the things that we can way we can be able to examine ourselves according to John, 1 John chapter 1 today. And tomorrow we will be going over 1 John chapter 2. We probably have to break 1 John chapter 2 up from verse 1 to verse 14 and then continue in that pattern because it get a little lengthy. So, But God bless y'all. God be with y'all. Confess what you feel and see. It's what God revealing to you as darkness that you're clinging to. And then just bring it to repentance. Cling to the Holy Spirit that glorifies Son. God bless you and may God give you peace in our Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen.